0: It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
0: Hey, hey, welcome back to the Brown Girls Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree. I am a self-care coach and I'm also the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care as well as the host of the Brown Girl Self-Care podcast, of course. Uh, If this is your first time listening to the show, I just want to say thank you so much for pressing play on this episode. If you've been rolling with me for a while, hey girl, hey, I'm so glad to have you back. And I also want to give a special shout out to those wonderful ladies that are joining me on Patreon and supporting the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast as well. Have you joined me on Patreon yet? If not, head to patreon.com forward slash Care and check it out. On May 1st, we're going to be getting together to do the first Soul Care Sunday of the year, and I'm really excited about that, and that's uh, available to all Patreon supporters. All right, so girl... Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. I want to give you five words that the either the meaning has changed or I'm kind of thinking these or I have been thinking these words, thinking about these words differently than I did in the past. Let me say that again because I don't even think that really made sense. Five words that I have had to rethink during my self-care journey that I want to share with you today, these five words are very impactful for us, for black women. And so they, they, they've they definitely been impactful for me and people in my circle, in one way or another. I've had conversations with a lot of black women, of course, and gotten DMs and, and messages and things like that. And I'm like, you know what? I want to talk about this. I want to I talk about these words that kind of come up over and over and over again, one way or another, uh, especially especially for for Black women uh, and the things that we experience on a day-to-day basis. So if you know that while you're on this self-care journey, if one of your goals, as I feel it is for a lot of us, is to experience more rest in our lives, we've been kind of putting a stake in the ground S-T-A-K-E, by the way, not a piece of meat. <laughs> yeah. But a stake in the ground is saying, you know what? We doing things differently right now. I'm doing things differently right now. So I'm reclaiming these things that have been snatched away from me. I'm reclaiming my rest, uh, the, the right for me to feel more at ease in my life and abundant and free, more liberation, right? So these five words I want to share with you today I want you to think about them in in relation to your personal self-care journey and where you are right now, okay? So let's go ahead and get into it. So the first word, and this is going to be a no-brainer, right? And probably all these words are going to be a no-brainer, and you might actually have your own list of five words, but these are some of the words that affected me the most During this journey. So they're not the only five words. But these for me personally were some of the most powerful. Okay. So the first word that I had to really wrap my head around when I thought about it. And and, and how I wanted to begin to embrace this lifestyle of self-care. Because I've talked about this many, many times over the last couple of years or a few years. Like self-care. It is about It is a lifestyle. It is about embracing this new way of thinking and your mindset and living and all that. So the first word for me, and these words are in no particular order, first word is hustle. The first word is hustle. And I'm sure some of you are like, yes, girl, yes, hustle, (laughs) H-U-S-T-L-E, hustle, hustle. I'm not about that life anymore. And I used to be. I used to be about that hustle life. I thought that everything needed to be forced. I thought that everything had to had to be done in such a way where it was at a detriment to me, a detriment to my health, a detriment to my spirit, a detriment to, to my finances, like just a detriment, period. Like hustle for me was about hard. It was not giving, as in like there, it, there was no softness to it. It was just very like hard solid. Um, it was forceful. Uh, I-, I guess if I could say this, it was more of like a masculine kind of thing. And so uh, everything for me was about pushing, 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 team no sleep, grinding, grinding, grinding. I mean, this is not a surprise, right? I've, t- I've talked, We. I even had a challenge maybe like a year or two ago. I don't remember the exact date, to be honest with you. And it was about canceling this notion of grind culture like it, like hustling for me was just very forceful like you hustling to come up with this money to pay your bills or you hustling to get somewhere you know just just it, it, there was just no sense of like i said ease or softness i was never and and, and this is one of my self care areas that i still this is something that i'm working on right now okay so when i give you these five words please believe me when i say i'm not where i was a year ago, I'm not where I was two years ago. I'm not where I was when I kind of sort of officially kind of sort of was like, OK, something's got to change back in like 2017. So maybe what, four or five years ago, something like that. I need to start keeping better receipts and records of this stuff going off of memory here. But um, and that was actually like the official there had been some some. Like I was kind of like dipping my toe in self-care before that. And I was like, "Mm." but then as I shared previously, like after I was impacted by a death in my family that hit super hard and super close to home, obviously that's when things were like, okay, you can't keep playing these games. (laughs) You can't keep playing these little reindeer games like Rudolph. You're going to have to, uh, as the old folks say, pee or get off the pot, right? So again, hustle. Hustle for me is a very hard, unforgiving word that's just what it represents for me i i was raised in the hustle i was raised in the grind that's all i knew because that's what my mother had to do god bless her that's what my mom had to do like and i'm sure her mom had to do that my mom's mom's well, my grandmother who i never officially met by the way i believe she passed away the year i was born maybe um she raised five daughters by herself, okay? And then I'm sure her mama, I'm sure I mean, I think and and it's unfortunate for me, it's and, and this is a story for a lot of black people. It's unfortunate that we don't always have the whole history of our lineage. We don't have like that was stripped away from us. That is something that I am still very angry about like there's no records I can't go back and be like oh this is my great 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 grandfather uh Billy Don I just pulled that name out of somewhere y'all I don't even <laughs> Billy Don whatever but I can't I don't have that privilege I don't have that luxury I and mean, every time I think about it and the things that clearly with all the trauma and shenanigans that has that has occurred, including this trauma, this hustle trauma in my family, in my lineage, which is still in my blood. And I'm sure I passed that down to my daughter as well. Like, it makes me very angry. It makes me very angry that I do not have any connection to my roots in that way. It stops at my grandmother, who I did not know. I do not even know, like my grand father on anyone's side, mother or father. So it literally stops at my mother's mom. That's it. That's all I got. But I can tell you with certainty that hustle, there's there's no way that I could believe anything but the fact that we were just based on hustle and grind and trauma. Hustle, grind, trauma. So for me to break that cycle, like that's a big deal for me. Because that's all that I know. That's all that I know. All I know is about hustling to make ends meet. Can you imagine? And I know some of you can. I know that a lot of you probably can. And I know that we are the ones, and, and, and most likely like your mothers as well, uh, the cycle breakers, the ones that are like, okay, this has to stop with me. This, this must end. Like, what is the movie, uh, Lord of the Rings, Gandalf or something like that. I just see an image of him with a staff or like Moses and putting that staff in the ground. I ain't watched Lord of the Rings in probably like 50 years. So bear with me. But he says something like you, you shall not pass or you must not pass or you ain't going pass," or you ain't getting by me or whatever he says. I don't know exactly and I don't even know what happens after that scene, to be quite honest with you. But for some reason, that just sticks out to me. Like, you shall not pass. But it's like, it has to stop with me. And, and, and I know that my mother actually, too, like, she even was doing some of that pre-work. And she's still doing it to this day. So that we can counter the effects of, like, this mindset of hustle and grind and this forcefulness, I can tell you with 100% certainty, there is almost, almost no time in my younger life before I really started to focus on self-care where I allowed myself to even relax. You know what I mean? Like relax myself. I I never felt fully relaxed in my spirit. I never felt fully relaxed and soft and pliable in my body ever. If you've listened to the show, I've told you, I've told you I've had my guard up for years and it's still there. There are still walls that need to be broken down. So again, hear me when I say, but this version of me is not the version that you would have met even a year ago or even six months ago. Like this is one of the reasons why I say that we, we must by any means necessary prioritize our self-care because there's so much growth and evolution in this process. Baby girl, I don't care how you got to do it. Baby stepping one minute a day, five minutes a day, something. Because again, I know if you are listening to this show, you are a cycle breaker. I know that you are. That's facts. And I don't care if you have a dollar in the bank, $50,000 in the bank, $200,000 in the bank It's not about the money. It's not about what you have, don't have. It's, it's, it's. It's more than that when I think about hustle. It's more than that. It's about allowing yourself to put your walls down. Be soft. Be pliable. Not have your walls up. That hustle that our families have gone through for years just to inch ahead by our blood, sweat, and tears. You may not think that you were affected by that to this day, but you were and you are. You were and you are. You were. And you are. You were and you are. There's work to be done, sis. There's work to be done. And for me, part of that work is allowing myself to be more soft, to be more open, to be able to receive. I was in hustle, hustle. And people, like my inner circle, like I have a very, very small inner circle. I have outer circle, but I have a very small inner circle. And those people can tell you, I'm not sitting up here lying. Those people can tell you, oh, Bree, yeah, she, like, I will give, I will give, I will give. And for me to be able to receive, even now, I still have to be very intentional about it because it's uh, it's about letting someone in and seeing me and being vulnerable. And that is the opposite of hustle. You feel me? That's the opposite of hustle. That's the opposite of hustle, and so again, I have I'm, I'm trying so hard to be very intentional because I know that my I've, this is something that is like generational kind of thing, and so my hope is that for my daughter, it is not as severe, and so this is another reason why self care for me is so important because I want her to be able to embody. This this amazing, beautiful thing, which is the opposite <laughs> of hustle. It's 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 ease. It's ease. Softness. Everything does not there, no, hear. Hear me when I say this. I was about to say everything doesn't need to be hard. And I agree with that. I do know that for growth to happen, sometimes there does need to be a little uh, dirt on our parade. There's got to be some rain. I I get all that. Everything is not meant to be easy. There are lessons to be learned. I'm not talking about violence, trauma. I'm talking about just regular, everyday, just us having some grit and skin in the game and some things. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, okay? There are lessons to be learned. Sometimes we will continue to bump our heads until we get it, until things click into place, right? But everything is not supposed to be hard. Everything is not supposed to be like this big, at, oh, excuse me, I almost cussed y'all. This big old obstacle course of pitfalls and uh what's some things called? Alligators and quicksand and like all, like, nah, nah. And and for me, because of this hustle thing, some of that stuff was self-imposed. Self-sabotage, self-imposed, self-sabotage, trauma kind of situations, Right? But everything does not need to be hard. I refuse to believe that. And and I'm really starting to see this shift more and more when it comes to, for example, in other areas too, but specifically specifically like the people that I choose to work with, the amount of money that I charge for services, things like that, because I still had it in my mind that I needed to hustle, 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 hustle. Everything needs to be hard. Give it all away. Give it all away. This is why for like if you've been with me for a few years, you know I've talked about this even in my private group that I used to have. How it like just trying to charge for things like make it make sense. How am I going to grow this platform? I mean, come on, make it make sense. Everything does not need to be a hustle, honey. Everything does not need to be a hustle. So that's the first word. You feel me? I hope so. (laughs) The second word. So that was the first word. The second word is selfish, selfish. And this was something that I, 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 so we know that selfish means it's all about me. It's like you you do things for yourself. You do things because like for your gain. And I did take an intentional pause there. I didn't fade to black. <laughs> I took an intentional pause there because I was trying to think through how I wanted to say this. I feel like there's this expectation of black women to serve and to give and to self-sacrifice and to martyr and to uh, what else? What other words can I think of? I don't know. But to the, to the point where like, we have we literally have nothing. There's just this expectation that we are to burn out and deplete ourselves just because the world demands it, I guess, just because the world (laughs) demands it. Right. And so when I think about the word selfish, I know that we say self-care isn't selfish, you know, that whole thing. And I'm just like kind of rethinking that word. I think self, the word selfish gets a bad rap. I really, really do. I think the word selfish gets a bad rap, bad rap, because there are times where we need to be selfish. There are times where we need to preserve ourselves. We have to think about our better good. We have to think about what's in it for me. Because no, listen. I can see if and and I just I the the women that I know I don't know any woman that's like this, and that's why I have a problem with the word selfish. I don't know of any woman, any black woman that has ever, like, her motives, like everything was about her and. She didn't give two blanks about other people. It was just all about me and I don't care about you. And, you you know, I, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like every black woman that I've known, they've just given their freaking essence away for trident layers. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm talking about myself, too. Just giving and giving and giving in relationships, at work, at just giving your 150% for one reason or another. Just giving and just not even thinking about yourself. And so that is why I'm just kind of rethinking this whole selfish thing. Like we got to be self-centered. We got to start reserving some of this fuel in our tank for us. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Conversations ranging from Abbott Elementary to mental health to Tracy Ellis Ross, there is no limit to the range you will find on Black Stories, Black Truths. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. There's no way that black women can be selfish because in order to be selfish, that means you would, we would literally have to never be doing anything for anyone else. And that's just not what it has been for centuries. That has just not, that's just not been it. That has not been the flex. So if you have someone calling you selfish, for example, instead of, you know, getting upset, maybe just be like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, seriously, just think that. Like, thank you. Okay, I'm doing something for me. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> and you don't have to say it out loud to them, you know what I mean? Because I'm not telling you to cause any situations or whatever. But I'm just saying, think that. Like, someone's noticed. Thank you. There, so Some people are noticing that I am changing because I can pretty much guarantee you, you've been doing everything for everybody else on a consistent basis. And And at some point, we just got to rethink this. We just got to rethink this. So selfish, yes, I get it. That word has a negative connotation, excuse me, but should it really when it comes to black women? I I don't know. Should it really? I I would be curious to know your thoughts on that one, but that's just how it feels to me. Um, Another word, nice, nice, nice. Who has that song? Is it nice for what? Is that Drake? Nice for what? I'm pretty... Yeah, that's Drake. That's Drake. That's Drake. That's Drake. Um, So nice, you know, uh, pleasant, uh, doesn't make any waves, uh, enjoyable, agreeable, right? nice oh it was nice (laughs) she's a nice girl and someone was talking about this and i cannot for the life of me think of who it was but i was like yes 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 but like just nice we've been told that we have to be nice that's what we're taught right good girls are nice and for us to be black we really have to be nice like fix your face don't say nothing bad about nobody. Don't speak your truth. Keep it inside. Sweep it under the rug. Do what they say. Always just do it with a smile. Don't argue. Don't argue. What's that? He says, what does what that mean or something? Or you know what I'm talking about when he's like, I ain't gonna argue. I can't think of it. I don't know why this is even on my brain, but I'm sorry. I'm kind of going all over the place. But uh, yeah, don't argue with nobody. <laughs> don't argue with anybody make, make it make it um, pleasant make sure the environment that you're in is pleasant for everyone don't be angry, don't show emotion you know, just bear it with a smile or grin and bear it F that man F that and that is one thing that my daughter <laughs> I've talked about this before but she, my daughter is a savage, okay and I don't know if it's too extreme or not. I I the jury is still out, but I can tell you like she ain't doing nothing to be nice. I mean, she is a nice person. Don't get me wrong or you know what I'm saying, but she's not doing it to be agreeable with people like out of obligation if that makes any sense. Like if she's being agreeable it's because she wants to be, like she's thought things through and it makes sense for her. <laughs> not for the not for the general good or whatever like I could just tell you some stories, but we ain't even got the time. But I'm like, okay. Okay. She is not like she, I'm assuming she's gotten that from her dad's side. I really don't know. I would like to think that this self-care thing is rubbing off. But like I said, she's like almost 20 years old. And I got super serious about self-care in like 2017. So you do the math. Because once you hit a certain age, you're pretty much like molded. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but yeah, that whole being nice and how we're just expected or it, good girls like you're not desirable if you're not nice, and maybe, uh, maybe this is one of the reasons why I'm still single. I, I'm still working through some things for me, not to get a man, not to get a husband, um, for me, for my better good. But I, I I'm just over the years, I, I just. On one hand, I've never really been too quote-unquote nice. Like, I'm the kind of person where you see my emotion on my face a lot of times. But then on the other hand, depending on what's at stake, I have been just, like, trying to be this super nice version of myself that I really inside didn't feel like I was. Because I was trying to, I guess, game the system, if that makes any sense, because that was the only hand that I had to play. Because it wasn't acceptable for me to show up any other way. I had to play the game. Or there was going to be certain consequences that were too big for me to really deal with at the time. Does that make sense? So it's something that I'm still working through. But, yeah, nice for what? You know what I mean? Nice for what? Where does that get us? Where does that get you? Where Where does being, always being just, you know, never going against the grain Always saying, you know, oh, just always being agreeable. Like, where does that get us at the end of the day? Where, where does that get us? I want you to think about that and rethinking that that word nice, right? Um, The next word is, I'm looking at my list here, y'all. Should. Should. It's so like this obligation. Should. So the easiest way for me to explain this word again, should, which is obligation, is I think it it can be looked at two ways. On the one hand, I don't, how, how can I explain this? When it comes to I should do this or I should do that, because we do a lot of shoulding on ourselves. I said shoulding, S-H-O-U-L-D, but I said it kind of fast. We do do a lot of shoulding on ourselves for various reasons. And I know that the, the, the platitude is that we shouldn't should on ourselves, right? <laughs> we shouldn't should on ourselves. But, and I agree with that. However, I think there are some times that that word should be, <laughs> look, I'm already saying saying should. There are some times that word needs to be used, especially when it's out of obligation and loyalty to ourselves. For example, I should definitely be gaining uh, taking care of my health and, and getting and, and doing appointments for my health and well-woman exams and and you know things like that out of uh, so in other words the obligation is to myself not necessarily to other people so there's gonna be times where you might say oh I should go over um, Samantha's house today because you know she hasn't I haven't seen her in like 2 weeks or I should um oh, I'm trying to think of some other situations. I should uh gosh, I'm drawing a blank. I should give me something y'all. There's no one here to talk to with myself. But you know what I'm trying to say. I, I'm I'm These little uh, examples are escaping me. But these things that we do out of just feeling this sense of obligation to, to other people or experiences. Does that make sense? Versus our better good. Our better good. And loyalty to ourselves. Going back to that word selfish. The loyalty to ourselves. So when you're saying that word should, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about all these things, obviously, but... I know the word should comes up a lot, like, oh, I should go to the store. Oh, I should um, lose 20 pounds. Oh, I should um, go out, um, I don't know, start looking for a partner. Or I should, I here's a good one. I should sh- start trying to have babies soon because, you know, we're thinking it's one thing, but really it's because you're probably feeling this pressure. From society or people are all up in your business and in your womb, like, oh, when are you gonna have a baby? You know what I mean? Or when are you gonna give me a grandbaby? Da, 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 da. Um, so we have a lot of shoulds, but are they real shoulds? Like analyze and think about them shoulds that you're holding on to and what is, what do they mean to you? Who who where does that loyalty lie when you're feeling this obligation? Is it genuinely to yourself? Is it to someone else? Is it to something else? So think about those things when you're like, I should, and then examine the why behind that and get to the root of the actual why. Because some of those shoulds, or probably a lot of those shoulds, really ain't shoulds for you, if that makes sense. Therefore, are other reasons that at that point you need to figure out like, is this something I even really want to worry about? Is this a necessity? Do I want to be involved? Right? And then... The last word that I would say, so we've done four, and I didn't even count them. My bad. But this is number This is number five, and that's the word yes. The word yes. I would say, like, yes to almost anything and not really think about how go- that yes would affect me because I wanted to be nice. I felt like I should. I had an obligation. I wanted to be perceived a certain way. You know? But that word yes can be very tricky. That word yes can get you in a whole lot of trouble if you're not careful. Saying yes to any and everything because you want to be perceived some kind of way or you don't want to let people down or you don't want people thinking some kind of way about you. And I realize the older that I get, and I think this is just a luxury of getting older, like after a certain point, you just the older you get, the more and more you just don't care (laughs) what other people think about you. You just don't even, you just do not care. You have lived a certain amount of years. You realize that, you know, I, you may have a good, uh, who knows, 20, 30, 40, 50 years left. And you're just like, I just don't care what other people think about me anymore. It doesn't bother me when people say things like that anymore or or as much. You know what I mean? So I guess that's a blessing of getting older. I'm one of the blessings of getting older. But just rethinking that word yes and how connected you are to the yes. Do you really mean yes? Is this something that you really like are, are on the fire for when you say yes? Are you is it like a hell yes? Or is it kind of like I got to say yes, but I I don't, I don't even really want to do it. I don't want to be connected to it. I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be bothered. Are you feeling like you're forced to say yes or to commit to this thing, to this situation, to this person, to this experience, to this outcome, that really you don't want to be connected to you? don't. You don't want to be tied to it. You don't want to be tied to it. Now, I feel like for me, and you have to know your personality. Because sometimes I would just say no out of fear. Like, oh, I don't wanna try this new thing. It's an automatic no for me. <laughs> it's a no for me. But really, that no was rooted in fear. But I'm not talking about those times. I'm talking about when you say yes to things that you know in your spirit, in your gut. Like, you know, as soon as those words leave your lips, like you instantly regret it because you already know that this is not for you. This is not for you, but you felt compelled to people please, or you felt compelled to say yes because you wanted to be perceived some kind of way, like on the job when your boss is like, oh, um. You know, I know you're about to get off. I know you're you're you are gonna be off this weekend. But can you come in on Saturday for a few hours? Man, we really just need you to roll up your sleeves and pitch in because, and they just give you some reason and excuse, and you're just like, oh yeah, mm hmm, yeah. Instead of in in your mind, your your mind is screaming, hell no. <laughs> or they're like, can you work on the the day before Thanksgiving? Um, we had to reschedule or redo the schedule and we could really use you coming in the day before Thanksgiving, for example, or the day after New Year's. I know you had that day scheduled off, but um we just really need you to come in and man customer service, man the customer service department for uh four to six hours. And you're just like, Yeah, I can do that. And you're not even saying it because you want the money. I mean, money's great, don't get me wrong, but you just feel like if I don't say yes, what are they gonna think? If I don't say yes. And it's just and it's an unfair pressure that we've all faced at one time or another. I'm I'm talking about us specifically as black women. We've all faced that pressure at one point or another. Like, oh my God, what will they think if I say no? I'm the only one in this department. What will they say about me? Am I, you know, you feel this pressure. So you say yes, but I want you to start rethinking that yes. And having the courage more and more, more and more, to start saying no. When in your spirit, you know it is in your best interest, your better good, for your peace, your rest, your ease, your health, your peace, your mental health. To say, no, I'm not available. I'm not available. It's okay to say that. You do not have to say yes to everything. You do not have to be available to everything. Everything is not for you. Everything is not for you. So let me go through those words again one more time. I would really love to hear from you and hear your thoughts on this episode. And I will tell you, I I am a little behind on getting back to some of you with messages. I do my best. I promise you to respond to every message that I get. It's just a little challenging. But if you have sent me an email, I promise you, I will respond. I just need a little more grace and patience. So I am going to thank you in advance. But... Um, so yeah, those words, hustle, number one, number two, selfish, number three, nice, number four, should, and number five, yes, those are the five words for me, personally, that, you know, they just ain't resonating with me anymore, like they did back in the day, they just not hitting the same, Or I'm rethinking these words, I'm rethinking these words, and, and how I apply them to my life, how I apply them uh, during this this self-care as I'm beginning to or continuing, I should say, to embrace this self-care journey. Embrace this lifestyle of self-care that I deserve, that we all deserve, right? So I would be curious to know how those words resonate with you or if you have your own words that you've kind of, as you've been going down this path of self-care, and embracing this lifestyle more and more, that those words just hit a little differently for you. You can email me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, connect, C-O-N-N-E-C-T, at browngirlselfcare.com. Okay? All right. Well, that is it for this week's episode. Again, special shout-out to my Patreon community, thank you so much for supporting the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. There is still time to join. Of course, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Care, and I will see you there. Have an amazing week, and I cannot wait to see you next Monday for another episode of the show. Take care.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place.